I'm Scott Weatherly. Welcome to 20th Century Geek. One of the things I wanted to try with this show was attempt to do different styles of shows. The first couple of shows have been me talking on my own in a scripted manner. I also wanted to try some interviews and just some one-on-one discussions. Recently, after an acting gig that my good friend Mike Kennedy got for me, Mike and I sat down and had a conversation about remakes and how they really have blossomed and developed in Hollywood. The conversation was a bit of a ramble, it was a great chance to catch up, Um, it was late, it was around 2am when we did the conversation, so please excuse our bleariness, but uh, please enjoy it, thank you. Okay, so let's start then. So really, the question today uh, is remakes. Um, It's the the big thing, the built-in audience that goes with it. Um, are they any good? Should they be done? Um, what do you think? I think I think they have a time and place. So a good example is the Italian Job. Do you ever do you ever see the remake of the Italian Job? The Mark Wahlberg one. Yeah. See, everyone everyone panned it because they said, "Why are you remaking the Italian Job?" And they didn't. Well, what they did is they told the story of. The Italian job years after the first Italian job and there's references within the film that show that this is not anything to do with the first film it's just a yeah I, I get that I, mean, I, I remember seeing it and it was it was all based around the uh, um, speedboats and minis the, yeah the minis that was the, that was the main point um, I don't know yeah I get it it wasn't a remake I mean no but um, but it was it was an interesting uh I think they probably listen to what the slurping is, which is we're drinking our yeah, tea because we're, we're, we're terribly, we're terribly middle aged now, and we have yeah. to drink tea when we talk. Um, rock and roll podcast. Where is rock and roll? Totally. I, I, I'll give you an example. of The same thing. Right? I, tie, I would say that the Italian Job remake, which isn't a, a terrible film, but mm. I wouldn't say it's a good film. Um, I would, I would put it alongside, and you're probably gonna hate this, but the Get Carter remake. Right. <laughs> in, the same, no, in that same vein, you not, of, notice the hesitation yeah, I there. Saw, yeah, yeah. In the same vein of neither of them, like I say, are actually good. But the Stallone one doesn't try and be like a gritty Northern English um, thing. It, it does no, its own just, little thing. It tries to be a rubbish American thing. Yeah, I'm not saying just, it's good. But my point being is that, like, it, you like it, it goes off on a different thing. It tries to be something else. It's an updating, but well, the, neither the, of those. I wouldn't say they are good examples of remakes. The problem, you, the problem you got with the problem you got with Get Carter was Stallone. It was Stallone's favorite film, and he wanted to make it. And Michael Caine lowered himself to be part of it. You know, as before he was in the the IS, of course. Yeah. <laughs> so I just, yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm not. Yeah, I, I wouldn't even pair it. I mean, okay, well, look, oh, look, 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 look at Poseidon. All right. Ah, now I saw this the other day. We actually, I watched this the other week. Okay. So, what, what, what do you think of Poseidon? All right. I've so I've seen the Poseidon Adventure, the yeah. original Great. one. It's Great. a good film, good Great disaster film. film. Yeah. I really enjoy Poseidon. Yes. Okay. I, oh, I, a good I, film. I'm with you on that. Um, I, I will, I will admit, right, and this, I think this sort of, um, digs into my Kurt Russell love. Mm-hmm. Um. You have to have a, a bit of a man crush thing going on for Kurt Ross. I, I do. I don't. Know, I can't explain it. I do. <laughs> um, the man can work, can carry off a mullet better than anybody. Yeah, he can. Yeah, um, yeah. and he still looks like dead hard. And it, yeah, like, he still looks awesome. You're the man. But but in spoilers, just so you know, when he drowns in that film, like, no way. You next, you can tell me the boat sinks. <laughs> when he drowns in that film, though, I I got like emotional about that. Not, not like Tid. It wasn't well enough, but you get like. So you've got a man crush on him, which affects yeah, your enjoyment of the film. I watched it. I watched it with Alex, my wife, and she felt the same. And she hasn't got the same crush on on Kurt Russell life. But she when, she, when you and Alex are alone at night, you sometimes call her, you know, Kurt. Together, when we're in bed tonight. Yeah, you call her Kurt. We're ready. We are referred to as Tango and Cash. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't, Poseidon was a great. Poseidon was a great was a was a great film. It was okay. a, you can't go Did, wrong. Yeah, but you can't go wrong with the disaster film. It's a pretty simple setup. I mean, well, okay. Unless I suppose you know, we, though we're not talking about unnecessary sequels. Yeah, yeah. But Poseidon could have been a standalone film. It didn't have to be what it yeah. was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it's not, and it's not. 
it almost felt like I, th I think it had to be a remake though I guess because I mean if it was a um so just check it. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, we agree. If, I, if, if it was, if it was what, it, if it was what, it, you know, if it was a just a, a standalone film, then it'd be like Titanic Two, mm. you know, which which is Titanic Two, which they build another ship yeah. called the Titanic, they call yeah. it Titanic Two, and guess what it does? It hits an iceberg and it sinks, uh, yeah. which I think was terribly original. But I think, I think Poseidon is actually a really good example of one of the reasons I think that like some remakes like work. Mm. Is the fact that like you, you watch the seventies one, and it, it stands up in many ways, but in others, it still looks very seventies. It's got that kind of. And then yeah, the, but the in the remake benefits from modern special effects. I don't think there's any really shonky. They do some you know real practical stuff and that, and they dust it up with with CGI. I don't think there's any part of it that looks terrible. But mm. I don't know if that takes away from it sometimes. I think sometimes, you know, the clunkiness of sets moving and kind of makes to the, the style of the film. And then when you try and... Polish it. Polish it, yeah. It, it just, I think sometimes CGI spoils something. Sometimes CG, CGI is amazing. On yeah. like Robocop's a good example of this. Robocop, I think the Robocop remake, re remake I thought it was thoroughly entertaining. Mm. I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah, I agree. But I, I also... I'm a really huge fan of the original, you know, yeah, yeah, Robocop. The, yeah, the Verhoeven one, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely brilliant films. Yeah. And they're both two very good films. But, you know, did it need to be rebranded? Did it need to be remade? The story retold? I think... Or, or could they have got away with just making a sequel? The thing I think... With the, with the Robocop remake, I mean, I think the thing with Robocop is, the original one being that it's a film of the 80s. That film was like, you know, it's it's... It's a satire of that period. I don't think they could have done a sequel because they did do sequels, and if I'm honest, both Robocop two, Robocop two, it wasn't too bad. Wasn't too bad. Robocop three is, is just insane. It's, it's horrendous. <laughs> it has robot Japanese robot ninjas. It's well, it was weird, two, but... two Japanese writers stuck in a hotel room, being locked in <sighs> with their passports being taken off them, and told, unless you come Must up with a, a film, yeah, then we're not letting you out. You're, yeah. you're with I mean, this, very good. Yeah, <laughs> we'll edit that out. <laughs> no one sue. Um, I think, yeah, I mean, it, it, if you wanted to do a film similar to Robocop in the 21st century, you've got it got to apply it to 21st century issues. And they tried to. I mean, they made it about, um, you know, they put the robotics industry and they put the whole thing in and around um, not being able to come into the country. There was, It felt more modern. I think the thing that's lacking... Was it didn't have teeth? The th the themes were there, and I think that the you know that they wanted to do something and tell a story and and actually say make a statement, but they still were made. There was a mandate from the studios to make that PG thirteen film. They mm. want the widest possible audience, and in doing so, they shoot themselves in the foot. Yeah, and I think because Robocop is an ultra violent, over the top, almost cartoonish in its violence. Um, you know, I think there was quite some. I think there was a, a few more scary move, uh, moments in the remake of Robocop than it was in the original Robocop. I mean, when they take off, they show him what's left of him, and all there is is his lungs. Horrific. That, That's just, that. just like, oh my goodness, this yeah. is terrible. I, yeah, and uh, yeah, the, the single tear that rolls down Joel Kinnaman's face at that point, like that's great. Oh, yeah, it's great, like, it's like, great but, shot. But you still don't get, you know, the melted person that gets run over by a truck. As you do in the first Robocop, or um, no. you know, or Alex Murphy struggling to get up and then blowing, literally blowing his hand off. I mean, it was ridiculous. Um, it was good shock value for a it film, was, wasn't it? It was. It was. It was. It was, it was an, it. Yeah. The excessive satire. The, the, the whole film. If you watch Robocop, it's all about excess. Like the whole film is all about excess. Mm. It's about the excess of capitalism. Like you know, we take someone that's injured, and what do we do? We make them a robot, and you know, they've got the. Um, all the adverts that run through the film and that sort of thing, and when they go for the gun, like it's it's huge, it's a cannon, but there's an advert for it. The car, the S, the, the SX six thousand, it's called, with the dinosaur, and it's about being the best car. And so the whole film is about the excess, very very eighties, and I think it's almost a statement itself that the Ro Robocop remake has got no teeth. <laughs> it's, it's, there's no excess in it at all because they're terrified of it. So if you watch it in yeah. that sense, it's almost a statement of our times. It's a, almost almost it's a failure film. I do like it, 
but it almost is a statement of our times in that sort of worry that we can't do something too much because we've got to get that target audience. They, they played it safe. Four quadrants. Well, they played it safe. I think they did a really good job of it. I think it was a, a great film. What, all right, so let's say, what would you say was the best remake? And it doesn't have to be a modern remake. This can be remakes that you know exist, you know, because it's okay. been a new atmosphere. So, well, I'd say uh, one thing that springs to mind immediately is Evil Dead. You mean the, the 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 one that happened recently, two thousand fourteen? Yeah. I think I think it was a very good attempt at at a classic horror film, you know, and and I and I think that it was it was a, a worthwhile slant on what it was and what it became, you know, and it, and they are two very good standalone films. Mm, I, no, I, I love. I mean, I have to admit, I actually really enjoyed the remake, the the two thousand fourteen Evil mm. Dead. I thought it was a, was a really good film. Um, and proper had me like squirming in my seat with yeah. uncomfortable horror. I mean, there's bits, there's body horror in that 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 proper like the. I'm not even say it because just even thinking about it, it makes me squirm. But the yeah, bit well, she we, licks, we, she licks the blade and it splits her tongue. I mean, oh god, it's awful. But it was, yeah, well, it was, what what your wife gets up to in her spare time is up to her, <laughs> you know. But the film was good as well. It was. But the the fact is about that film. Is that the what, what that the, what the reboot of Evil Dead did is it took it back to what it should have been about in the first place. See, the first when I first saw Evil Dead for the first time, the first ever Evil Dead uh, back in the eighties, it was on Betamax and it was grainy gritty and, and grainy and it was scary. Mm. You know, even this like the dodgy special effects looked scary well, still to this day yeah. it's still scary you know and then Evil Dead 2 obviously is much more comedic and then Evil Dead 3 <coughs> is just insanely silly you know because of Bruce Campbell's comic delivery it's, it's fantastic you know and they're all good in their individual way they're I think all three uh, very different films absolutely but I mean I think that the reboot of Evil Dead brought it back to basics and brought it back I mean, to what it should it be it was a good horror film absolutely I, that, I'm not a fan of the current um, like trend of horror I'm not a fan of Insidious. I don't like Conjuring. I don't like those sorts of ones. I'm not a huge fan. Annabelle was terrible. I'm not a fan of those. Um, haunting horror. I do like haunting horror films, but I just don't know. I preferred like I actually preferred Paranormal Activity. I actually thought they were quite good. Mm. Um, I haven't seen the latest one. I'd have to say I agree. I know I agree with you saying. I mean, I think if we're talking about modern remakes, remakes that have happened, I don't know. I'm, I always when I think of like remakes that have really stuck with me that I've seen both the original stuff. It. it uh, weirdly, The Fly. Okay, yeah. You yeah. know, Jeff Goldblum, that was obviously a remake of the, the 50s. Is it Vincent Price in the original? I believe it is, yeah, Vincent Price in the yeah, original. Yeah, so it, would, it, may, it may or may be so. It's a great film. It is. It, yeah, great. Yeah, both, but, both of them are great yeah. films, you know, Vincent so Price ones that, as well. That to me is, you know, it, both of them are, uh, have a representation of their time. So the mm. first Fly was, I think, it was the 50s. You know, you get the, 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 sci-fi, the sci fi horror of that. Very fitting for the time. It was probably quite scary and thing at the time. I think the bit where she, yeah, the wife comes in and pulls the sheet off his head and it really has got a big fly head and a fly hand and all that shit. Probably pretty, pretty effective in the fifties. The Jeff Goldblum one in the eighties, um, Cronenberg. You know, you get you actually get proper Cronenberg body horror. I mean, him, him <laughs> the bits where his body are falling off and mm. you know it's all falling apart and then eventually becomes a fly. It's horrific. It's an amazing film. It's fantastic. If that was to be remade now, I it would again. It would probably lose all its teeth. So you know, is it is it a statement of the time that actually there were remakes made? Because the thing, which is probably one of my favourite films, is mm. a remake of the thing well, it's from another remade world. Remade or remade, isn't it? Well, again, that's a really yeah. good example because it's, you, you get the thing from another world. Which is the fifties one, which you know, probably is, I haven't seen, so I don't, I can't state. No, it's, but it's it's it's, it's a classic B movie, basically. Yeah. yeah. I love the Kurt Russell thing. <laughs> Comes up again. Yeah, Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell again. This, 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 with a beard this time. This, yeah, oh, there we go. He's a bear. No, this is weird. Do you prefer your Kurt with a beard or without? <laughs> as long as there's a mullet. <laughs> <laughs> um, but again, like, that's a really good film. Yeah. They then did a more modern version. Mm. I think like 2012, I don't know. Um, well, a bit earlier, where, I think. Yeah, but it was, it was it, although it, was supposed, it wasn't totally a remake, it was supposed to be a sort of a semi-prequel to the... Mm. Uh, to the 1982 thing but again it just felt hollow because again it felt unnecessary completely unnecessary I think you know it does do that is that when does a when does a film become unnecessary a good example of this again on the same genre of course is uh, Nightmare on Elm Street you know now yeah no I, I will I will 
argue that point because I really quite when there was going through this thing of there was the spate of uh, slasher remakes. Uh, oh. I didn't like the Freddy. Uh, the, I didn't like the Voorhees one. I didn't like the Friday the Thirteenth. Wow, one. really? I, yeah. I see. I'm different. I differ I with you I on that one. I'm, I've never really been a Voorhees fan. I think Jason's oh, okay. great, but That's fair it enough. was it was fine. But um, I thought they did a very good make, a very good remake of yeah. the Friday Thirteenth. Because well, again, it's it's about bringing it back to what it was. You know, yeah, it, it lost but, its way in. Uh, Freddy definitely, but Freddy lost its way. I mean, oh yeah, totally. The first three. All right, no, I guess. Well, no, I love the first one. Second one's all right. I love the third one, and then, but after that, Freddy becomes a bit of a joke. Freddy, you watch the films then to see how Freddy is going to kill. Yeah, how the how much this, more creative ways he's going to come up yeah, to do it. It's not about the fear, you know. Yeah, you I think one, one, three, and four were pretty decent, and then after that, yeah, it's a bit yeah, mad, yeah. you know. But then they bring it back, and you get um, Jackie Earl Haley playing Freddy as a proper messed up paedophile. I, I thought he was really good. I thought he was proper. I, he took it back to being no, scary. I'll agree, I'll agree with you. He, he was a good Freddy Krueger. Mm. I just felt that the story had already been told. And I think that it was already an iconic film that didn't need to be touched and retold. Okay. That's a really good point. So let's just touch on that point then. So what you're suggesting is then, iconic films, leave them alone. Mm-hmm. All right. So I'm actually going to that again. So, uh, did you see 2016 Ghostbusters? Yes, I did. Yeah. Thoughts? Because we haven't actually discussed this actually yet. No, so. we haven't actually. No, we both gone and saw it and said uh, yeah, we'll, we'll so, talk about so it at what, some stage. What, what did you think of the 2016 Ghostbusters? Uh, you know, I thought I thought it was an interesting story. It's 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 almost like it's almost like Earth Two. You yes. Know? That, yes. That, I, I felt exactly the same. You actually. know, it's it's like you know. The, uh, the other films don't exist. It's not a sequel. It's no, not a prequel. It is a, this, is, this is a complete reboot. This was a, yeah, uh, yeah. This is this is Ghostbusters, but with girls. Yeah. You know, I like I liked it. I thought I they felt, were rather rather good. You know, and um, I felt this was one of the first remakes. I really enjoyed it. I I, I laughed. I mean, I'm not. I must admit, I'm not a huge Kristen Wiig fan. But in this, I thought she was good. I like just uh, Miss McCarthy and, uh, uh, and the I, other. I like I, I like Kristen Wiig for other reasons. But, I know yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but I thought it was good. But the the reason I say you know there's no reason to remake these or the, the story's been told. Mm. I hadn't when I watched it. I thought this story hasn't been told. Okay. This is what I mean. This mm. was like you know what I've said about the others felt like a hollow remake because they're re, like you said probably it's they're, they're retreading old territory. Well, they, they they use the same characters. That's the problem. Oh no, I don't that... think they did. I didn't. I didn't think they were mirrored characters. I they oh no, no, no. I don't mean Ghostbusters. I mean oh, in, in, in Alice. You look, look at the Elm Street. Go back to the Elm Street yes. thing. You know, it's like it's Freddy Krueger. It's the screamy teenage girl. It's mm. it's, it's the boyfriend that's in there. He's yeah, going to yeah, be yeah. to play the Johnny Depp. You know, sucked yeah. into a bed character. So they don't just remake the film. They they remake, the characters. Yeah, remake the, the essence of what these yeah. characters are in these films. What Ghostbusters did is Ghostbusters said, right, we've had that tale. Now we're going to create another tale with new characters. And yeah, okay, there was four of them and one of them was black. Well, that's immaterial, you know. Yeah. The fact is, is that they all had individuality and they all had their... Um, I never felt any of them were and this is what I'm saying, I never felt that any of those characters were a rebranding of previous characters. They all felt like their own characters. Yeah, I there agree. Was, yeah, yeah. I, I thought going in like there was going to be an Egon and a Pete and da da da. There wasn't. They were own characters. And that's when I came out of it. I really feel like that was like you say a story that needed not needed to be told because I think you know, but it it worked. And mm. actually, as a 21st century remake, I actually think it was one of the more successful. Remakes. Yeah, I pre-ordered the DVD, uh, well, the Blu-ray. I really enjoyed it. I but really we are. Hang on, hang on. Hold the phone. Uh, but we are talking to someone here that actually bought Batman versus Superman on Blu-ray. Ultimate edition. Ultimate edition. And then, even though, and, and I, I got to say this, the person who complained the most about Batman versus Superman when you went to see it in the cinema was yeah. you. And then you decided <laughs> to buy the extended version and actually watch an extra half hour. So was it three hours, three it's and a half three, hours? It's three hours long. It's an extra 30-something minutes. Yeah, all it. right. It's a bit, all right. I think even, yeah. I, That's I, another I'm podcast. A, I'm a, yeah, it's a completely different... <laughs> A show. But you've ordered the DVD, you've ordered the Blu-ray, which is grand, which is great. But it was a it was a very entertaining film, and I think they've done themselves proud. And I think it was it was, was a good yeah. example. The, but it wasn't haters. it wasn't a remake of an iconic classic. It was a reboot. 
and that's where that's where I felt because I'm, I'm a huge Ghostbusters fan. I love Ghostbusters from when I was a kid, and I felt mm. but that's what I felt worked the most is it wasn't a pure remake. It felt like a rebranding and a re a purely 21st century rebooting. It felt yeah. it felt purer in that sense, which is why I think I enjoyed it more. Mm. Um, all right, so if that was the if, if think on them on that line then successful reboots um, and you know being men of the world and there's probably a load of other films that what films would you think could be or would benefit from a remake a 21st century remake because oh. I mean you know we see because if you look at like what films have come out I mean this year I think it's been a bit of a disappointment Summer 16 has been a bit of a disappointment yeah it's not and been I'm, a good year for films no really, and I think there's a couple of remakes still to come I mean the re- like the Magnificent Seven is coming out in yeah, September that, that looks looks interesting and I think it looks quite interesting yeah. you know Denzel I don't think Denzel really does bad films. Is Kurt Russell in that? He's not. No. no he was in Hateful he's in, Eight. He's in Fast Eight. He's going to yeah. be in Fast Eight next year. Is he? He is. He's, he's back for Fast Furious films. Um, haven't seen Hateful Eight yet. Has he got an injunction on you yet? <laughs> no. It's weird. <laughs> do you know what? Yeah. It's Kurt Russell things only really come up recently. Just maybe, maybe, maybe we should do a Kurt Russell podcast. I think we should. Yeah. I think we should do a Kurt Russell show. We should do a Kurt, Mar- we should, we'll do a Kurt Russell marathon. Yeah. Right? Where we watch back-to-back Kurt Russell films. Okay. <laughs> Uh, with a, Big you know, Trouble in Little China. Amazing yeah, yeah. Film. With a with a load of obviously with a load of sort of like handkerchiefs or toilet tissue for you, obviously for, for, you know, for, for your my tears, eyes. Yeah. For the tears. <laughs> and and then we'll we'll do a podcast based on the Kurt Angle. Uh, Kurt Angle. The uh, Kurt, um, Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell. We'll, we'll think about that. Yeah. But um, yeah. So what, what films though do you think would be? Because I've got mm. in my head like the, um, there's films that I think would benefit and would warrant a 21st century remake. The one I'd like to see most is um, Monster Squad. Yep, yeah, we talked about this. Yeah, they keep trying to revamp the, you know, the uh, Universal monsters. I'd love to see them do that. I think Mm. do some practical effects, bring up the monsters. Because that's the other thing. I think one of the things from from my childhood in particular. I mean, you know, uh, growing up in the eighties, there's a load of kids' films that were almost like. um, they were your sort of like stepping stones into more mature like uh, genres like you know horror and stuff you can start with Goonies which is your sort of like you know your entrance way to adventure never should be remade never should be remade ever I agree I love that film yeah but then you also get like you know um, Monster Squad uh, uh, Gremlins I think it was a good you know Ghostbusters the films that were aimed at predominantly aimed at kids Mm. but weren't Afraid to actually have a bit of a bit risque, really. I mean, you know, they had a bit of scare in them, they had a bit of horror in them. I mean, swear to God, I watched Gremlins probably the first time it was like 80, 84, I think. Gremlins, yeah, 84, 85. So, so I like must that. have I must have watched it a couple of years later. Um, I remember watching it and being terrified, like proper, really scared that Gremlins were going to come and get me, and then still wanting to watch it like days later. Mm. It's, it's, they're just great they lead you into horror films I just don't think that exists anymore do you, what, you know that they're making a, a, a remake of um, Big Trouble in Little China with, they keep talking about it don't they yeah I've and seen Dwayne The Rock Johnson as, yeah, as the, the, the Kurt Russell character the rocks, the rock's in everything the rock's going to appear in everything I mean well, he's, he's going to be good whatever he's in yeah, that's the thing it's just like oh damn you I don't want to watch I don't want to watch yeah. this film but I like you. I will, I will. I mean, you, he's doing Jumanji. The remake, the, you know, it's not a remake. No, no, it's, a, it's, it's a direct, direct sequel. Yeah, it's a sequel to, to Jumanji. To Jumanji. That's right. So that would be interesting. I don't know how that's going to work. Mm, yeah, Jumanji. Yeah, that that should be interesting. I like I like the, the idea of that. I'm trying to think of a film that I'd actually like to see remade, because I kind of, I, I don't know, I'm kind of a purist. I kind of like the f- films the way they are. And then when someone remakes them, and I'm but, presently surprised, I just go, yeah. oh, right, you know. I mean, look what they did with Star Trek. Star Trek's a good example. In essence, they remade Star Trek, and they are keep remaking Star Trek as they go on. I mean, Star Trek Into Darkness is, is Star Trek The Search for Khan. Yeah, that was... A, the Wrath of Khan, rather. Yeah, yeah, but that was a misstep, wasn't it, really? I mean, the, even J.J. Abrams admits it was a bit of a misstep, really. Yeah, but I, I, don't know. Right I, like, film, I like the new Star Treks. I yeah, like I, the new I, branding I think, yeah. of the Star Treks, but it's it's kind of like... I don't know. It's just they're giving them new adventures, but they're not new adventures. They're kind of old adventures. Well, Chris Pine actually said recently, they, they talked about... He was in, in an interview, he was asked, um, could... Uh, could old Trek sell in the 21st century? And he mm. said, no, no, it couldn't. He said, you couldn't do an intellectual sort of like thinky Star Trek film in this day and age uh, and give it, you know, and spend a lot of money on it and expect it to make its money back because audiences 
just haven't got the um, attention span anymore. You need like boom, 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 exp- you know, explosions, road chases, all this kind of thing. That's what audiences want now. So, you, you know, if you're clever, you can sub, you know, subvert that and put a thinky film, you know, an intellectual film in there and wrap it in adventure and action and stuff. But I think he's right. I don't think if you were to release Star Trek the motion the motion picture, and let's be honest, it's one of the dullest Star Trek films. Yeah. But if you were to release motion picture today, that film would bomb like it would die. A film like that, and hmm. and that'd be it. That would, it would kill the franchise because every studio then would look at it and go, "There's no money in that. I'm not touching it." But I think if you look at films, um. If you look at the, there have been certain sci-fi films I think have been released in the last couple of years that really do s- slip, you know, good themes, good ideas. Now, do you, um, the Tom Cruise one, um, Live, Die, Repeat, uh, Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow, yes, yeah. Edge of Tomorrow. Uh, it's not, it's not the greatest thinky film, but it's got some good ideas in there about sort of like you know um, the repetition. It's of Groundhog Day with guns. It is. Yeah, it's a great film. It's a great film. It's like. Um, what's going on yet? Well, where's Bill Murray? He's yeah. going to come out any minute now. But uh, did you see Elysium as well with with Matt Damon? Yes, at least I liked Elysium. Elysium was a good yeah, film, great and film. I thought there were some really good themes and stuff in that. Again, wrapped in, mm-hmm. you know, wrapped in some action and, and some uh, other bits of music. I think that's how you've got to do it in this day and age. Mm. I don't think you know you've got to be clever about how you get your themes and your uh, ideas across. You can't do a think piece anymore. If you don't do a think piece, you can do a think piece, and you have to aim it at that audience. If you want to do a blockbuster, if you want to try to do a think piece with a with a blockbuster franchise, you've got to be clever and and try and get that story in there. Mm. Um, and I think that's where a lot. Of, that's where I think some films sort of fail. I like the black hole to be remade properly. The Black Hole? Yeah. Which was that? Black Hole was a Disney film with Maximilian, the robot Maximilian. I don't know that one. You don't know it? No. It's a rather, it's a really dark Disney family fantasy It's a live action film. film yeah, it's live action. No. I'd quite like to see that remade mm. with, with, a, well, with a higher budget would uh, be to, really nice. To, to be fair, it may happen. They appear to be doing this sort of... Um, a side, B side, sort of thing going on at the moment. They're, making, they're remaking all their live act, you know, remaking all their films. They got, they did Cinderella, Pete's Dragon. Yeah, I did yeah, see Pete's Dragon, Jungle yeah. Book was good. Yeah, very good film. That yeah. um, like that. You know, they remade, they remaking. I mean, they've got Beauty and the Beast coming out next year, and mm. so they're going to get to it at some point. Yeah, I'm sure. I think um, uh, Escape from New York would be good. See, that's mm. one I think. Yeah, could be remade, and, and I still think is relevant. Mm. Could still be relevant. And but you'd need to give it that would have to be like a proper like hard hitting you know solid fifteen eighteen kind of for the Americans R rating yeah, yeah it needs yeah. to be that sort of thing because if you were to dumb that down then you basically get Escape from LA which yeah which we don't we don't talk about <laughs> we, yeah. we don't talk which about which nobody nobody wants to see that no um, cliffhanger yes that's it. All right, so that's the, that's the other thing. Yeah, Cliffhanger's a good film. Great film. Uh, great film. John Lithgow, John Lithgow makes that film. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Again, again. Another no no offence to Stallone, though. Of course, Stallone was great, but Lithgow all the way. Yeah, well, he's a great villain, and it's, oh, totally. it's, it's a Stallone film, but yeah, Lithgow wins that one. That's what I was thinking. Like, are there films? Because I actually watched... I'll just tell you that. I watched um, uh, Red Heat. Yep. Yeah, just, yeah. This, just this morning, actually. And... Um, it got me thinking. There's a load of like Arnie action films, and I'm not saying remake action films. I don't want to see Red Heat, you know, because mm. it just wouldn't work. Well, they tried to make Red Heat again, and it's uh, Rush Hour basically. It's Jackie Chan and uh, Chris Rock. It's that sort of like you know mm. cross culture sort of thing. Do we think that you know is, is action films sort of like have they gone off the boil as well? well I don't know. Um... Am, am, am I just such a child of the '80s that I, I'm expecting? too much from action films I think I think it's like fashion okay yeah, yeah. fashion clothing and music is a good example music is a better example because you know what my fashion taste is like um, but music 
you know what my music taste is like so it's not really a good example but music is uh it's you know you have like the 80s music that came back in the noughties yeah yeah yeah, and you get the 90s music that's coming back you know kind of now and things like Mm. this you know and 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 the kind of like the rave type of music and stuff and everything seems to have a 20-year cycle and that's the Mm. that's the thing you know is that films tend to follow that that kind of trend you know it's it's like that whole so, twenty-year thing going on. Yeah, because I do feel there's like a when you watch, it happens in action films in mm. particular. And I think it's a real. It seems to be. I think it's going away a little bit now because they're all so old. But there was a definite trend when you know, uh, Schwarzenegger stopped being the governor. Yeah. And he came back out and was like, "Going to do a couple of films," um, and you got a series of sort of. Well, they're about. They're just guns. Just guns. Guns, guns. I can't really fight anymore, so I'm no. going to shoot things. It's got Johnny Knoxville and his guns. What's that called again? Uh, Last Stand. Last Stand. That film's actually quite I good. I liked it. For a comeback film, that was yeah. good. That was alright. And then he did Escape Plan with Stallone. Which was eh. mediocre. Um, but then, talking about that, but then he obviously did the um, Expendables. Yeah. And he appears in one, two, yeah, and yeah, three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's this weird thing, and like I say, I think it goes back to a generation before mine. It goes back to the baby boomers, mm. sort of like you know, which is Stallone and Schwarzenegger and even uh, like Van Damme and you know all those people saying these modern action films are crap. Let's sort of you need to be sort of hard hitting and sort of like you know you need to be six foot two, although none of them are six foot two, but in basic or no. six foot two wide in the shoulders. You know, yeah, you need yeah, to yeah. be built like a, a uh, an outdoor, you need to look like an, an outdoor, yeah, an outdoor lavatory. <laughs> And then you've got people like Bruce Willis who is nothing like that, but yeah. it's the most convincing action hero I've yeah. in, you know, ever seen. But, it's like, but he was still hard hitting. He still sort of, you know, it was all. It all felt like you. And Liam, you know, Liam, Liam Nielsen, same thing. That's what I mean. Saying that's what I'm saying. So, he, yeah. well, that's why is that why the Taken films uh, became so popular because it's that an older generation actually doing. Not bad Dad One, Bad Dad Two, Bad Dad Three. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, no, because Bad Dad, because the third one's actually Bad Husband. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. Just move. Yeah, yeah. Just why would you uh, after this happened twice? Yeah, why? Why even bother? Just, just get get the hell away from the. the It's the John McClane effect, isn't it? it Why does the same stuff happen to the same guy twice, or three times, or four times, or four times, or possibly even five? You know, and and to his son as well. Yeah, (laughs) runs in the family. What's the chances? Yeah, and now they're doing Die Hard Six, which is just insane. (sighs) I just, yeah, the, the fifth one was terrible. So let's just let that, that one. That's that franchise die. I love Die Hard. I love Die Hard for lots and lots of reasons. The first a Die Hard film, and but I do think it would benefit from a remake. Okay. Yeah. All right. So who would you? You think you you could do a modern take on Die Hard? I think you could do Die Hard on a on a a more grander scale. But haven't they done that? Because if you think about all, I tell you what, right? Let me think, put it this way: mm. Under Siege, right, with um, Steven Seagal. Under I'm, I'm is, just a cook. Yeah, <laughs> die, die Hard on a boat. <laughs> die Hard on a boat, <laughs> right? <laughs> it is, yeah. isn't it? That's what happened. All yeah, of yeah. a sudden, it's like, and then there's like sudden impact, which is Jean Claude Van Damme. Die Hard is, on a plane, isn't it? No, that's Die Hard in a hockey rink. But hasn't sudden impact actually got? Oh yeah, Jean Claude yeah. Van Damme. So that all executive sudden, decision. Executive decision. Which happens to have Kurt Russell in it, who dies. I know. Yeah, spoiler alert. But that, that so they've technically they they haven't remade Die Hard because you know apart from Die Hard Two, but they did. They they've they've done it in every way. They've gone. Where can we put Die Hard? Die Hard in a. Have you seen um, uh, Olympus Has Fallen? Oli- yeah. Oh my word! Yes, yeah. With uh, yes. Gerard Butler. Unfortunately, yes. I, I I've endured. Have you seen London as well? Then? <laughs> no, have you I not? Have you not? No. I'm I'm gonna have a confession now. Yeah. It's confession time. I really enjoy both those films. Oh, wow. Because what you have is I'm going home now. What you have is yeah. London is Die Hard in the White House. Yeah, you do have Die Hard in the White House. And then you have. Basically, they redo Die Hard three in London. <laughs> no, I couldn't. I couldn't. I really, really. You really have to couldn't. watch them. I, I'm, I'm, I, yeah, I have them both on Blu-ray. In fact, going back to the Die Hard in the mm. White House, it, it, there was the Armageddon effect. Um, you know, Armageddon, Deep Impact, um, Volcano, Dante's Peak, yeah, uh, Olympus Has Fallen, 
White House down <laughs> with Channing Tatum and uh, oh god, uh, yes. what's it, Fox? Jamie Fox. Jamie Fox. Yeah. I have to say, I've got that on Blu-ray as well. Wow. And <laughs> I, I love that film. Wow, that's just uh, insane. There's two moments in that film which I, I'm not sure if they're supposed to be funny, but make me laugh. The bit Jamie Fox kicking someone in the face and he just says, "Get off my Jordans!" I'm like, "You're supposed to be the president." Uh, and there's the bit where they're trawling around in the limousine, uh, and he pulls out a, he pulls out a rocket launcher. Oh, it's, it's amazing. It's a ridiculously bad film, but it's actually based I, I on them. true events, isn't it? Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> loosely based. <laughs> loosely based. Loosely based on, uh, on Obama. George, Obama. It's George and, uh, Bush's dream. I believe. Yeah. I was like, hey Nancy, I had just, a dream. Just just ploughing around with a rocket launcher. Yeah. Um, I I think they were good films. They're ridiculous. So but, what film would you remake? What film would I remake? I'll say The Monster Squad. I think is a good one. Um, yeah. What else would a remake? It's difficult, difficult. Porky's. Porky's would be a good remake. But would they, Only if I was in it. But would but would that humour still play? Porky's? Yeah. No, it's a humour of a certain type. No, I was just saying that to be jovial. Didn't work. Um, yeah. Because I, I thought the same. I actually considered. I, I thought. I love Porky's, by the way. Would, Porky's great well, film. And you, Porky's 2. And Porky's 3. But you say about the cycle, because yeah. you get those sort of those Porky's, those sort of like films. Then would you, Police Academy play today? If you were to no, read Police know. Academy I, or. I think it's a little bit further on. I think, you know, Porky's and then you have American Pie. That's the cycle. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, uh, and then the, we'll, the, the college humour. Probably 10 years' time, we'll have that college humour back again, yeah. you know. Sort of like I never thought about that. Around, I, I know. suppose that's it, isn't it? The, mm. the American Pie. Is the redo? Is that is that Porky's? No, totally. Rebrand. Yeah, it's, it's sex comedy, basically, isn't it? Yeah. That's what it's, it all is. It all so about. What else, all right. So what else would a remake? Well, um, well, we've definitely decided we wouldn't touch Goonies. Yeah, yeah. That is no. That's never going to happen. I don't think. Um, it's difficult to really. Um, see, I'm a, I'm a, a horror fan, so mm. I if, if it's up to me, personally, I would remake The Exorcist. Seriously, I would remake it. Yeah, I, I would remake it. I, and I would tell I would... the story the way it should have been told in the first instance because the entire film was based on true events and they changed the ending. No, it's not. It's based on a book it's written based... by William Blatty. No, 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 that came after. No, 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 no. The book came first, and then the, they he wrote the script and he was on set. But it was based on an Indian boy. It was based on lots of te- alleged ex- um, exorcisms and stuff. I've got him with him. With me. You've got him with you in a box. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let me. Out. It was. It was. There's lots of stories that it was based on true things and that. But I, I don't know. I wouldn't. You could do an exorcism. But this is the thing. I wouldn't do the Exorcist because the Exorcist is a very specific story. It's mm. it's based on the book. But you could do an exorcism film. You could do a good yeah. exorcism film. The problem film. is, is that every exorcism film that comes out is compared to The Exorcist, yeah. you know, and, 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 and it's just like, it's ruined it. So what I would do, I'd make a There's really, been a girth really, of them as well, an absolute, like, yeah. fucking tidal wave of, of those, that were, and they sort of lost their um, edge a little bit as well. So, I mean, I, don't, I, I think The Exorcist could be made better, I think, personally. I don't know. I, 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 like, I quite like... I like the old horror films, so I think that's kind of... Yeah, there's a... It's hard. It is quite difficult, really. I mean, thinking about it, it's like there's a lot of films I really like, and it's like you say, don't want to touch them. Oh yeah, I don't think, or maybe I just don't know the films that need to be remade. I mean, I'd like to make. Uh, I'd like to remake um, *Live and Let Die*. The Bond films. Absolutely. See, that's actually a really good point. Mm. Um, you know, with the modern, with the modern, and I'm not saying Daniel Craig. I'm not a Daniel Craig fan, to be honest. No, if it was but, Kurt Russell as Bond, though, you'd like. Yeah, <laughs> he could be the next Bond. You never know. He's, he's too old now, is he? But um, if you were to do, yeah, could do you think that could happen? Do you think that could work? If I you were to take Doctor hmm. No, um, you know, you only live twice, Living at Die, all those. I think Doctor like, Doctor No could be a much much better film with a budget. Man with the Golden Gun. Yeah, again, you know, the... the, the, the if you... you absolutely. I'd take those and remake them. Yeah, I'd be, you take know, those played alive, but I mean, yeah, I mean... But does that not go against the, what you said before about retelling a story that's already been told? I mean... Oh, yeah, no, I, I'm, I absolutely. But I mean, you know, what I would like to, what would I like to see made again mm. with a bigger budget, that would be films I'd like to see make again. Whether they use the same cast or whatever, you know, it doesn't make a difference. If, they had, if, that, was, if that film was made today... Yeah. Then that would be a completely different film. I mean, you yeah, take, yeah, yeah, take on the Majesty's Secret Service with uh, George Lazenby, 
probably one of the worst Bond films. Probably one of the worst Bond films out of all of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, because really George weird, George really... Lazenby is just just bland. He is he, he is the blandest Bond. But that film has also got some of the weirdest pacing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, so, and also, I have to say, uh, mm. the ending of that film again. Spoilers. Um, having Telly Savalas basically chase him down a weird toboggan route and then get yeah. knocked off by a branch. Why don't you just stop the toboggan, get off, and then shoot yeah. him as he's coming down? It's, it's the fact he gets knocked off by a branch and so. Oh, it's it's yeah, it's not a good film. It's a, it's an uh, insane, definitely an insane film. Uh, another film from the eighties, which you probably haven't seen actually, which I, which would be really cool to see remade, is Flight of the Navigator. No, no, I loved that film. That would actually work. Yeah, film, I can yeah, see that. A, a modern version of Flight of the Navigator. Mm. Even though you know it's it was jaw breaking when you saw it, you know, and what it could do and stuff like that, and the the effects were great. But remaking that Flight of the Navigator, yeah, I'd, I'd pay to see that. That would certainly have my yeah. Mind. No, I can see that. I think that really would work. Actually, that, that would actually yeah. I think would work for twenty first century audiences, and and like you say, with a bit with modern special effects, I think you could do some. Although the spaceship in that was proper cool. Yes, I used to really like that. Um, well, so you're landing navigator. Yeah, the, uh, the I don't know if you remember, and, and, and anyone outside of the UK will probably never understand this, but you know Sainsbury's petrol stations. Yeah, the top of their petrol stations for a period looked like the the flight the navigator ship, wow. or at least in my head. I, maybe I was wrong, but I wasn't the only person. Other people yeah, mentioned you, it to me. I you, swear, your, your I swear to God, strange places. Swear to God. Um, so, what's your favourite remake of all time? favourite remake of all time remake or reboot of all time so far I have to say I, I will I would go back to see I suppose it, there's there's two elements to this, there's, I love The Thing I do think that The Thing is one of my favourite it's one of my favourite John Carpenter films is that, is that the one with Kurt Russell in? it is <laughs> it is yeah. um, but again I haven't seen the original so is it so you know but films I've seen both then and now, I'm gonna have to say Ghostbusters is is probably up there as one of my favourite re- mm. where they've done it. I think they've done it right in that sense of taking a completely different tact and trying something different, but I keep think... keeping the uh, the the tone and keeping that sort of feel. I think there's two for me. Mm. One is not necessarily a uh, it's not a remake, but it's a reboot, and it's it's almost a sequel. So I don't know if it really counts. And that's Mad Max Fury Road. I'd count that as a reboot. I think it's a reboot. I think it's a reboot. I think it was probably That's a good one, shout, one of the best films I saw last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, it stands out. They're releasing the Chrome edition next year. Really? Chrome edition where the films will be available in black and white. Oh, it'll be great. That's, that sounds, that, that's, I'll pre-order that. Yeah. And and the other one, which may surprise you, which I think is probably one of the... the probably one of the better reboots or remakes that I've seen is Hills of Eyes. Oh yeah, that's the remake of that was actually pretty good. Both that and the sequel, they made two of them. I haven't seen the Hills of Ice two remake, like yeah. the, the modern sequel. Oh, I haven't seen the second was, one. It was brilliant. I mean, a yeah. big fan of Michael Berryman for you know, eighties yeah, yeah. icon, seventies icon from yeah, yeah. from uh, you know horror films, you know, because of his his strangely attractive but very disgusting looking face you know that's completely well i'm natural. sure that's exactly how he wants to be described yeah, but he, he does he does, when he yeah, does yeah. you know but the fact is is that it, it was brilliant i mean it was just brilliant it was everything that it needed to be and it was I deviated yeah just enough enough for it to be a film that you wouldn't necessarily did you did you in. see the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, I remake. did. Yeah. No, I. Yes, I did. I, I. The first one was I thought was great. The first remake. Yeah. Which yeah, was yeah, just, yeah. I think it was just called Texas Chainsaw, wasn't it? I can't remember. Texas but, Chainsaw 3D or something. Well, they did, yeah, because like they had a few stabs doing modern ones, haven't they? I, don't, mm. I've, I haven't really watched them because I loved the first one, the original Toby to- Hooper. Toby, Toby yeah. Hooper's one was really really good. But this one, it must have been early two thousands. They made it, and it, it, yeah. it's it's set. I think it's supposed to be set in the seventies. Yeah, um, it's two thousand. I think. Yeah, I think it's late two thousand. I think it was early. I think it was like two thousand eight, two thousand nine, oh, okay. something like that. Yeah, because they made a sequel after that. Yeah, they made a couple more modern ones. Yeah, and, uh, I think there's one. There's one sequel because right. the, the 
the, I think it's just called Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I think it was a. Um, there, there was one earlier one. There was an earlier one which was early in 2000. Yes. There was another one that they made. This was because this was during because it was made during that spate. I was talking about that that sort of slasher remake. It, it came out during the the yeah. Freddy, the Jason redos, that sort of thing. So. Yeah, I think I think that's the the I think that's one that's just called Texas Chainsaw. Yeah. I think that. But was, it was good. I, I, I remember that being quite good. I have to look into. Uh, it was grand. It was absolutely. It was great. It was a great. It was yeah. it was as gritty as it needed to be, like the first one. And and the good thing about it was is that you know they didn't deviate from the violence of the first no, one. No, that, yeah. Well, the, the violence in the first one's really clever because you don't actually see a great it's deal, but it's disturbing. really dirty. Yeah, very disturbing. Dirty, well. disturbing violence. Which actually, you grand. always have to have a wash after watching that, first, that original. But, um, but the sequel was awful. I've never watched any of this. I've heard they're all awful, so yeah. I've never watched the, them. The sequel was terrible. To see Texas Change, the original Texas Change or 2 with um, De- Hopkins. Dennis Hopper. Oh, Dennis Hopper. Yeah, Dennis, Dennis Hopper. Hopper in. That, it was terrible. You know, and then they made. Doesn't he have a fight with chainsaws in that? Yeah, there's chain. Yes, he does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> amazing. It, it was it was terrible. But then the um, the sequel to the remake that they made was mm. also terrible because Leatherface technically becomes a good guy, and it's kind of a little bit weird. <laughs> That's a real thing with horror, though, isn't it? Like you, yeah. you get that where after a while you get sick of just you you have they have to become the hero because mm. they are they're in the, they're only the only continuation they are the protagonist as it as it goes mm. so you almost they almost have to become the hero in a way this is what happened mm. to freddy in you know by the time you've got to you know um, got dream child and uh, dream warrior and dream child and all that kind of thing mm. um and then you know, he was the anti-hero. He was, he he was anti-hero, the stone, yeah. the stone cold Steve Austin of uh, horror films. <laughs> yeah, really. he becomes As... the jokester. Of yeah, all. Um, and yeah, it loses until you get new nightmare. Um, and yeah. that's it. They tried to make him the villain again, and it. Well, I, I like quite like new nightmare, but yeah, they, you know, they almost have to become the. They almost have to become the protagonist, and mm. it doesn't work for some of them. I mean, like you know. Freddie, you can get away with it because he can talk and he can be the jokester and he can do the terrible puns and the one-liners. Mm. You can't really do that with Jason because he's just a a mute like teenage person. <laughs> he's just <kid>. a mute. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's a he's a giant mute zombie that kills me. Well, That's all yeah, he is. He's... You know, you, you, I... he's a bit water damaged. Yeah, a bit waterlogged. I don't know. I, yeah, I, I've never been a fan of Jason. Voorhees. Well, the whole concept of the Jason Voorhees films, I mean, you think of the, the, the story behind it, it's pretty rubbish when you think about it. His mother gets beheaded, he sees it because he's drowned and he's in the, uh, you know, <laughs> in the water. So he happens <laughs> to see it somehow. And Ret- he, retconning in the 70s. And they were just like, <laughs> yeah. we want, we've killed the protagonist, we've killed the killer. Killed the mum now. What are we going to do now? How, we're going to make a sequel. Yeah, how are we going to bring that back? We could sew the head back on. No, yeah. that's a really bad idea. Although, what if, al- although there hmm. is a shot into in um, uh, uh, Friday the Thirteenth Part Two, when it goes and you see like Jason's obviously seen all this. Can I say how bad of a mother is she? Right, <laughs> she thinks she was so obsessed with her son that she thinks he drowned and clearly never thought to check because he's been living in the woods for God knows how many years. But then he takes her head and he puts it in his little shack and it turns into and a shrine. And he puts fairy lights around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this, this guy's it's, got style, it's, you know. Yeah, it's pretty, but it's proper messed up. And I remember also there's a shot of that that always bothered me. Um, well, I like the fact that is who is it? Is it Corey? Oh, Corey Feldman. Corey yeah, Feldman. Four. Four. Corey Feldman chapter. Kills him. Yeah. It's like, so after all this... A kid that's like eight, yeah, kills him. Hacks him like, to bits. Really? really? But then, uh, have you seen Five? The oh, yeah, Next yeah, Generation yeah. or the next? Jason, called? yeah, because it's uh, Jason, Jason a New Beginning. But it's not Jason, is it? It's, no, it's no. still Corey Feldman, and he's having hallucinations. Spoilers: he's having hallucinations. Yeah, but it's not. It's not even Jason. But it's not Corey. Corey Feldman isn't the protagonist, is he? He's not. No, he's supposed to be the same character, though. Yeah, but there is. Um, but then Jason. But someone else is pretending to be Jason. That's what happens. Someone's trying to drive him mad or something. And then number six, then it's Corey Feldman's characters grown up right and then they put a spike into the, the chest because he digs it digs up the grave puts a spike in the chest and then just as he does that it lightning just strikes like lightning strikes and reanimates this or this this yeah. corpse because Corey Feldman now by this time is probably about in his 30s the character is in the 30s yeah. on TV so that that body which was being buried 
uh, is now uh, inside the grave, has been there for about 20, 30 years, whatever it is. Also, as well, the number of machete hits he got in number oh, yeah, four. Yeah. Not, yeah. A body will be in pieces. His head no, was no, it's, it's all intact. All intact. I'll tell you what, though, I will say, of of the of all those sorts of series, when mm. they try and do something different, you know, they try and take it back. So you had, like, um, New Nightmare, and they tried to yeah. make Freddy scary again. Yeah. And they, they worked to some extent. I love the fact that they went in a completely different direction with the Friday the 13th ones. They were just sort of like, yeah, well, we've done all this stuff. What should we do? Let's take him to space. <laughs> what should we do with him? Let's make him a robot. <laughs> yeah. They clearly knew the franchise was dying, oh, and they were just yeah. like. But I have to admit, of all the of all the Friday the Thirteenth films, I would if I were to rank them, yeah. I would probably put that in the top five. Jason X is going in my top I think five. Fre- Freddy versus Jason. Now I was going to say now Freddy versus Jason is an excellent film. Mm. Um, I really enjoy it. It's more of a Freddy film than a Jason film because I think the tone is more Nightmare on Elm Street, especially those sort of like yeah. three, four, five-ish area. Um, but the fact they never went back and did more of that because it was going to be like Freddy versus Jason versus Ash yeah. from Evil Dead. Which is still on the cards. It could happen, it could yeah. happen. Except for Robin England said he'll never play Freddy as long as he lives again. Yeah, he's too old now. I mean, he's, he's, and, uh, he's, a, he's a god. Yeah, but you know that was a great film, and it shows you know those sorts of crossovers mm. um, could be great fun. I mean, as a horror thing, that'd be fantastic. I'd love to see that. Um, so that's you know one of the things I have to you know when you say about remaking icons and that sort of thing. So you know, again, it's easier to remake Jason because he's just a zombie in a mask. You never actually he doesn't have to be a specific actor. Is it then harder than to remake Freddy because Robert England made that character his own? Mm, yeah, well, you got the because he's got the voice, he's got the look. You yeah, know, exactly. Looks and you put, you know, what were you going to put as much Myers. liquid latex on someone's face? That's, yeah. It's not going to look the same. No, Michael Myers again. It's like you know, he's a mute. Well, I suppose he's a zombie. The amount of times he's died, or whatever. But again, it can be anyone behind that mask, really. So it did, you know, mm. it, it, they can remake and redo it as much as possible. Halloween, see, they did a Halloween reboot again. That's I remember seeing them. I didn't watch those. The well, um, um, Rob, Rob Zombie. Rob one. Zombie's got a very, very good way of making films. He, he does. I've seen the House of a Thousand Corpses That's and uh, Devil's Rejects. Yeah. I really enjoyed them. Great, they're great, great films. films. I, he's very, he's very dirty. He's very dark. He's very yeah. They're grindhouse the gritty. Oh, kind of absolutely. And I mean, you know, it's it is disturbing. We are oh. talking grindhouse meets Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You know, it is it is dark stuff. But uh, and uh, and great stuff. But I mean, his Halloween remake, the first one, was great, really enjoyable. The second, the sequel he did was just terrible, absolutely terrible. And this is the problem: is that if you can throw a bone, and you can get away with it, first of all, by just making it, just taking a chance, throwing a bone, and getting away with making that film, and it comes out, and everyone goes, actually, it wasn't too bad. Mm. It's when you start making sequels to the sequel, to the reboot make, that's when it starts going a bit sort of like Peter yeah, yeah. And I think that's may happen with Ghostbusters. And I, 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 I don't think we're I ever, don't I think, don't think we're going to see a sequel. I bet you we, well, we will not see a sequel. To, uh, no matter how much that hurts, I think I do not think we will see a sequel to this Ghostbusters. Didn't I don't know. It's made enough money, so I, I it made the money. That. But I think after all the hate and everything, it got pounded on top of it. I just don't think it. I don't, it's a shame, but I don't think it's going to get it. I don't. I think Hollywood is a simple, simple cash, isn't it? You know, it's. Uh, I think they'll cash in. Definitely, I think they'll cash in. But I think it's when when remakes are then remade as sequels as well. That's when I think there's issues, and I genuinely think that, uh, you know, certain films need to be remade or should be remade. A Great Escape is another. That's going back even further. The Great Escape would be great. Look the at what they're doing with Magnificent Seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, the first just... Magnificent Seven, there's nothing wrong with the film, great film. Yeah, yeah. However, this one looks brilliant. It does, it looks a lot of got, fun. They've thrown money yeah, at yeah, it. Yeah. They've got the resources now to make it more true to history. It's you not know? going to be true to history. It's going to be an action film. No, it's 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 more... It's the, there is going to be more historical accuracy in this film because they're able to get the things that would yeah, have been all right, there, okay. you know, in that sense. From a scenic, yes, from an action standpoint now, it's going to be ridiculously yeah. over the top. But that, but that's sometimes a good thing, you know? Yeah, yeah I'm not saying that. Thing. I think I think I agree. I think it will be a good thing. I, yeah. I thought, I mean, the film, you say about, you know, special effects and stuff. Mm. And I don't know whether... It, short Circuit, 
Mm. You know, because uh, it, it sticks in my head, and I think, uh, and and that sort of leads on to some else. But like short circuit, would you would Johnny Five? Could you revamp Johnny Five and make him a more modern robot? I mean, I'd, I'd keep, oh, I'd probably no, keep. No. I, I think he needs to be Johnny Five needs to be Johnny Five. And, well, yeah, but he's, but, he, I mean, but he's re- very eighties, and he was. He's, he's you know, if you I if you so. if you were to roll out Johnny Five now in a modern film, kids would, would like they'd roll in the aisles with how bad he looks. <laughs> yeah, they would. My my seven year old and would go. What, what what's this? Yeah, what's this like, crap like, you got on TV? You've got, you've got BBA rolling around laughing at it, and then you've got Johnny Five that rolls up. No, it wouldn't work. You'd need yeah, to revamp true. Johnny Five. It would have to be something like BBH, wouldn't it? Yeah, something like that. It needs. Yeah, I mean, BB is a really good example of taking an old concept and making it modern, and you know, ro- mm. ro- like rolling with it. I think is <laughs> rolling. With it. Yeah, that's, that's a pretty um, good. Uh, what thing. about Gremlins then? Should they remake Gremlins? Yeah, I think that is. I think that would work. And again, I, I, I think great film. Talk about I, horror and stuff. Yeah. I mean, I think I'm one of the few people that quite enjoys the sequel. I like, well, like New Batch. Yeah, New Batch is good. But, New Batch um, is completely there for the tumour, though, isn't it? It's, 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 oh, it's a, it's a cartoon. It's a comedy film. It's a cartoon. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a Looney Tunes cartoon. With Hulk to, Hogan. To have Hulk, to have Hulk Hogan actually break the fourth wall in yeah. the film um, is amazing. And then John Wayne was in the video release, of course. Yes. He was Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan in the cinema. John Wayne in the video release, and I believe in the Blu-ray now, it's um, back to Hulk Hogan. It's back to Hulk Hogan, yeah. and you can choose the... John Wayne is a deleted scene. I've seen it. Ah. Um, it's good. I, I, I thought, it was, but the first one. I mean, you could remake that, and I think you could keep the original designs. I wouldn't change them. Yeah, yeah. And I think you could do a proper, really good twenty-first century remake reboot of Gremlins. I think it's. I think it's bit the, of puppetry, the, a little bit of CGI. I think keep the keep the puppetry, keep the practical, some of the practical Gremlins. Yeah, yeah. But tidy some of them up, make them a bit more fluid, a bit more, you know. Um, I mean, Gizmo, you wouldn't, re- you know, keep the designs because I think Gizmo is, a, is cute. I think you could still roll out that as a toy and it would sell today. Oh, totally, yeah. Gizmo is as cute as toys of me. Yeah. 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 They, they would, they Nightmarish. Would yeah, <laughs> a little bit sort of like kids are scared to go to Nero. Serious about thing. But I don't know. I mean, you know, it's it's... It's a grey area, I think, isn't it? I mean, Gremlins they, they, would 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 another film of Gremlins actually take it away, take away anything from the original? I don't think it would. I think that's a really cr- crappy argument. I hate that when I see people do that. They go, "Oh, this remake has ruined my childhood. It's ruined the original film." Oh yeah, that's, that's just is is nonsense. Ridiculous. I Come hate, up with another argument yeah, than that. I hate that argument. I think it's ridiculous. However, I would say I can understand people. Um, because that's looking back. Looking back retrospectively, it's like it's never going to change. There's all these people that say it's ruined Ghostbusters. It's rubbish. I mean, I, no, you know, but I mean, but I think I think people's I think people's point. I think it's just the way they put their point across. But I mean, I think that people's point is: does it take away from the franchise? That's what I was going to say. I agree. Yeah. Does it hurt the franchise? Yeah, that's what they're the, trying to say. because yeah, the franchise is that if it hurts the franchise, but, mo- but most of them can't even the f- most of them can't even spell franchise. No, so, so, you not. know, you know. But I'm saying that yeah, I can see that if it hurts the franchise. Then you are damaging the potential for better films and good films in the future. Mm. I think that's the really that's where the the, um, the the fear lies. If you make a bad film, then you're not going to get any more films. If you make a good film, then you're probably going to get more stuff. And I think that's what people want. Mm. Um, One thing that struck me today, and I actually meant to mention this, and 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 I don't know how long we've got left actually, but still, we'll start wrapping up soon. I think. Cool. Yeah. Well, it's. Um, as you was reading your comics today, yeah, sat there in your underwear, yeah, looking out the window. The only way I read my comics, you know, looking out, looking out the window, yeah, at Kurt Russell, um, was Howard the Duck. Yes, I think they should take Howard the Duck back, and they should release Howard the Duck the way it should be released. I, I, I have to say, right, oh, yeah, the, the current run, it's, it's, it's only got one issue left in the current run, but the the the, the current run of Howard the Duck has been really good fun. Mm. Um, uh, the two guys that are that, you know doing it are fantastic. The art's great, everything. But the film, I mean, they own the rights now. The, the rights have gone back to Marvel because he appears at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, if you watch the end of the credits, yeah. after the credits, um, you know they do the little stingers in that thing. Yeah, yeah. The the collector Benicio del Toro's there, and um, um, he's moaning because they've blown up all his collection. And he turns around, and Howard the Duck sat there. And he's like, what? 
Oh yes, yes, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Yes, oh, of course, yes, I don't forget um, that. So they've got, so they've got the potential. Um, I mean, if you go back to the original film, uh, the eighties film, I still think it's it, it doesn't it doesn't hold up, mm. but it's quite good. It's silly. It's a bit daft. It has incest. It has suggested incest in it. <laughs> Which I find a little weird. Yeah, and she's but, quite she's quite hot as well, isn't she? She's like, yes, I can't remember. Bev, oh, God, what's her name? Uh, uh, Leah and, Thompson. Leah she, Thompson. Leah Thompson. She's sleeping with a duck. It's like she basically suggests you really? sleep with a duck. Yeah, yeah. and uh, she rubs his head and all his feathers go up on his head and stuff. It's it's very suggestive. But you know what? It was the eighties. Yeah. You could do that kind of thing. Quack foo. Quack foo. Um, what I would say is though, I agree. I think actually, how the duck. It could be a departure in the Marvel universe. Yeah, that is something very different, a different perspective on it. And I think we've, I could think it could be a really, really good, um, really good film. That'd be fantastic. Hmm. But that's a, yeah, that'd be a good one. I think that'd be really interesting. Um, okay, yeah, I think that was a good discussion. I think we should meet up. We should do again. I think the next one. I think um, the next thing we think we'll talk about is actually we've talked about talking about the uh, Friday Night Wars, an Attitude Era. Um, Monday Night Wars. Monday Night Wars. The Monday Night Wars. <laughs> you, you was watching it on there. Can I just say, I just want to make people know, it's actually 2 a.m. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and it's been a really long day. We've so done, any errors, yeah, we're just very we've tired. Ju- we've, just, we've just been sort of like... We've just come off an act Killing gig, people. So, and, yeah. yeah. But thank you very much. Um, we'll uh, do this again soon. And that was a conversation between me and Mike Kennedy. Uh, again, appreciate it was quite late. In fact, it was very early when we had the conversation. Uh, I also want to rectify one point. When I said incest, I meant bestiality. A weird sticking point to rectify, I know. But uh, I think there's going to be some more conversations between Mike and I, especially in the lead-up to Halloween. So, thank you for listening. Uh, This has been 20th Century Geek, and I hope to see you next time. (laughs) 